0: Welcome to the Positive Solutions for Life podcast. I'm Peggy Meyer, and I'm so excited you are here. In this and future episodes released on Fridays of each week, you will hear from other entrepreneurs, creators, and personal growth leaders through interviews and summaries of personal development books. Strategies, tools, and ideas that can help you transform your mind and body from the inside out so you can truly, truly live the life you desire. Welcome to the podcast, Morgan Ekovich. Thank you so much for being here and being my guest today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to do this with you. Yes, I'm so excited to hear what all is going to transpire in in the next 20 to 30 minutes or so. So first, I want to let everyone know and our listeners, like, who are you? So Morgan Ekovich is the owner and head trainer of Get Fit With Me, an online fitness business where she helps busy moms and busy women professionals create and build the healthy lifestyle that works for them. In addition to her fitness business, Morgan is a productivity and organization coach, as well as a business coach. Morgan loves teaching and helping people recognize that in health, business, and in their personal lives, micro habits, routines, and celebrating wins overlap and are crucial to a person's overall productivity and well being. And most of all, Morgan loves, loves, loves to help people win in all areas of their lives. So, Welcome again. And I know you and I love to learn. We love to learn. We both love to learn so much and we tend to read similar types of books. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to hear some of those insights. But first I would like to get to know a little bit more about what your online fitness business get fit with me really entails. So can you share a little more about that?
1: Yeah. So there's a few different ways that I kind of run the fitness business. It's not the traditional, like here, I write you a program. You go do it on your own because so often when I was an in-person trainer, I realized there was a disconnect between one time I saw you and your homework and then the communication and the follow-up and the accountability portion that fell into it. Mm -hmm so whether it's our holiday program that we run once a year or it's our monthly accountability um, with health nutrition and mindset changes no matter which program it is it's not just a one and done it's a hey check-in how is this going every single day not just the not just on monday when we had the conversation so it's really incorporating those micro habits in not just fitness but in nutrition in our mindset, in how we follow up. And I do believe that there is a correlation between our health and how we show up either as a busy mom or a a busy professional or whatever that role may be. Because when we don't take care of ourselves, it shows in other areas and we become more fatigued. So it's really about creating small changes in our life that will last a lifetime, rather than, okay, I'm gonna do this for 30 days. Okay, that didn't work, I'm gonna do this for 30 days. Like
0: making small changes. Oh, I love that! I love that, and I know that you just you know throughout like you have some programs and workshops. So you know, well, make, might we that might be something for the end, but I just want to throw mm-hmm. that in there right now that we're talking about it. Do you have any workshops or programs coming up? Or you said something about monthly accountability? I think even around the Christmas time, you know what what programs and stuff do you have in the works? Thank you for asking. Um, So I do have an accountability
1: program that is a month-to-month basis where I work one-on-one with women to figure out what are those things we want to change daily and really looking at who is that person you want to become and what are those daily actions that we need to be doing to get us that person that we want to become because we all have this vision of what healthy is. Well, what does healthy mean to you and what actions do we need to be doing? Mm -hmm. Um, So that is one that anyone is welcome to sign up, have a conversation with all year round. Um, There's only, there's a very few times when The roster is full and we've got to do a wait list, but most of the time we've got an evergreen people come in. They enjoy them. They move to the next thing Mm -hmm. Um, in the holidays from Thanksgiving to New Year's. And you've participated in it last Mm -hmm. year is our commit to your health holiday program is what I'm calling it this year. Okay. And this year we've changed it up a little bit where instead of just having you focus on your one action, I'm giving you the actions with the choice to add in one of your own. Mm -hmm. Reason being is I found a lot of people get stuck in, which one's the right one? What's the decision? That I'm just making the decision and I'm gonna follow up with you on, are you moving your body? Are you eating a balanced meal? Are we drinking our water all throughout the holidays? Because the biggest thing I heard from people is, I don't wanna gain weight during the holidays, I wanna maintain. Mm -hmm. And so that's the biggest thing is we're here to maintain and get you feeling like you are yourself and not this stressed out, overwhelmed, exhausted mess of a person that you're just
0: waiting for it to be over. Yeah. That doesn't sound like a whole lot of fun. So, and I know, and that program went through and I I just loved how that just like daily reminders and it's just subtle. It's not like in your face, you know, like, Oh, you have to do this, but just, Hey, just checking in. Did you drink some water today? Did you move your body? You know, just some of those things that just like, Oh, yeah, because we can get busy, especially during those busy, crazy times of the holidays, you know, where it just the time goes by so fast and we have a tendency not to take care of ourselves like we intend to. And so it's just a nice, gentle program to kind of reminders on what it is that we usually already want to do. We just need a little nudge. So thank you for that. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, it's fun because I usually get that. Oh, I'll just wait till after the new year. I'm like, no, let's not wait till after the new year because then we just put ourselves back a few steps. (laughs) So it's, and it's that reminder during that busyness.
0: Right, right. And that's great because we don't want to get ourselves in a hole to start the new year. You know, we want to enjoy the holidays and enjoy the holidays, meaning more emotionally stable and are, you know, Mm -hmm. we're happy to be around ourselves and happy to be around other people and other people are happy to be around us. So we want to have that kind of connection over the holidays and these little nudges on accountability can help with that. So I definitely have continued through a lot of those little nudges over this last year. So being in the health, fitness and business space, how important is it to continually learn or update your skills and your knowledge?
1: It is very important. So for my certifications, I'm required to have certain amount of continuing education credits Mm -hmm. every, I think it's two and a half years for my certification. And those are like those are like little webinars that you go to, to learn more about how to do injury prevention, things that I learned in school that are more continuing education in that sense. Mm-hmm. But since being a business owner and running health and also implementing everything that I learned into my own life and not just like teaching it, I found what's actually been the most effective for me is that personal development, whether it's taking, um, Courses, I've done landmark, which is huge in personal development, um, which is like seminar series, and then even just getting into personal development books that are Mm -hmm. easy to read with implementation exercises. If we're not learning, we're not growing and I, and you know this about me, I was never a big reader reading was a reader was never a term I would have classified myself as Mm -hmm. but. Through personal development and things like that, I learned that if I want to be, all I have to say is I am and then pick up the book and do it. Like, mm-hmm. if I want to be a runner, I just have to go start. Like, there's no, doesn't mean I have to be that way forever. And it's super important for that mindset work when I'm interacting with other clients. Because if I'm not working on my own mindset and I can't move myself past that wall, how how am I expected to help them pe- get past that wall of, well, you just keep telling me I can have it, but it's just not working. Like we all have mental blocks. So it's super important to all those aspects.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, we can just pick up just little things, right? Just one little thing from, you know, a seminar or a book or something that, you know, even if it's just an audio book, we, you know, we learn in different ways and one little thing can really shift our perspective and our mindset about that. Just like what you said is, it's like, if you say, I am you know, a reader, Mm -hmm. you know, that's just a little shift of words, but it makes, creates a huge difference in how we approach things. And yeah, I mean, I always like to read and which, which was nice, but I never really found time, you know, Mm -hmm. as busy mom and, you know, busy entrepreneur is so hard, but it's so critical to keep up because we need to up level. As soon as we get, you know, we move up, like you said, you're a business owner now. Oh, there's so much to learn. Like nobody teaches you all of that, right? Like nobody teaches you everything you need to know in school. So we have to, we have to go learn this on our own. So just continuously upgrade. So don't ever think that you have to, you know, when you get done with school kids like oh I'm done I'm done with school or you know I'm done no you know be a lifelong learner because there's always something new to learn and heck you know technology space I mean just look back I mean you're younger than me but you know if we were in school like what's the difference between then and now I mean I was in middle school it was those big honking computers you know and (laughs) (laughs) those monitors and now we have it in the palm of our hand with our phone you know like so much has changed. So we have to continue to learn, but what books have you read recently that you really are, you know, implementing or just have taken a lot from?
1: So there's one that I've finished recently and there's one that I've started, but I listened to the summary. So I feel like I've read the whole book without actually reading the whole book. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're the gap and the Gain and atomic habits. Awesome. Um, This is the one that I read fully, I've been told for probably like three years now by multiple people read it, read it, read it. Um, I was at a friend's place and it was on the shelf and I was like, do you mind if I borrow this? Because part of it was like, I don't want to invest in a book that I may not like because I considered myself not being a reader. Like, why would I put money into something that I may not enjoy? and pulled it off the shelf. They let me borrow it. And I have tons of sticky notes. So this right here has probably been the best one that I've read so far. Mm -hmm. And then Atomic Habits, I actually listened to as a summary on Hoopla originally, because it was a short, I think it was like two hour summary, which is kind of long now that I think about that two hours. (laughs) Um, But it was so the summary was so good and it talked about exercises that I'm slowly reading through this. Mm -hmm. This one's taking me a little bit longer to get through, but I'm love that I've picked this one up because there are little key points is simple as shifting that I, I'm not to, I am like those little simple habit changes and looking at who we want to be and Mm -hmm. just starting to do those actions rather than doing those actions,
0: hoping to become that person. Yeah, that's great. I mean, I too have read the Gap in the Gain. I've read that a few years ago. Kind of, I and I'm one that if I really like a book, I like to study it. So then I, t- you know, I take notes on it, and I think I've shared some notes with people when they haven't read <laughs> the book, and just to get, you know, just here's my highlights from the book. And I mean, I don't know what is one of your biggest takeaways from the Gap in the Gain.
1: So it's hard. So I think I have two. Okay. If that's okay. Yep, that's okay. The, the first one I think is literally just the concept of how we look at our goals. Are we in the gap or are we in the gain? And they cover that in the first like two pages of the book. Mm-hmm. So I felt like even two pages in, I was like, well, I felt like I got everything I needed out of this book. And it's shifting that where we start, where we currently are, and where we want to be, rather than always looking forward to how much we haven't done, we need to turn around and look at how far we've come. Mm-hmm. And I've known that, I've taught goals, I've done things like that, but there was something about the way it was worded and the visuals that they had in the book that just made it clear, made it like, oh, okay. I just did 45 workouts in the year and my goal, rather than I still have 50 workouts to do this year, like look back at how much we've accomplished rather than, always seeing how much further we have to go. So that was probably my biggest takeaway that happened right away because mm-hmm. it happened literally in the first, and they like ingrained it. They said it over and over again. I'm like, oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Well,
0: I'm never going to forget that. Um, <laughs> repetition, right? We, we learned by right, repetition. So over and over again, I think we got that you know, drilled in us. But even though we know it, I mean, I think that was one of my you know, biggest takeaways too is just looking back on how far I've come. And, and, and that's okay. And then celebrate those because I'm not, I'm, I'm one that's like, okay, I've done that check mark next, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm like next, you know, and I forget like, where did you come from? And I'm like, oh, wow. Like you said, you know, oh, I just did 45 workouts, you know? Yeah. I still have some to go, but I, I did this many. Right. And if I hadn't started, where would I have been?
1: And. I know there's like there's a bunch of exercises in the book, and the other one that really stood out to me, so I taught one of them in a different group, and we worked through about looking back ten years, looking back three years, yeah, because yes. we forget to look back, yeah, and that was the exercise that I was like, that one's the one that's gonna stick with me and then I continued reading, and mm-hmm. there was another exercise, and there's one that I actually implement every day, and it's about at the end of your day celebrating three wins from that day, and then creating your next three wins for the next day. And I really enjoyed that. And I I practice that every single day, I probably get it five out of seven, I just shoot myself a text message Mm -hmm. with date, three wins from today, three wins from for tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And the whole outlook is the last hour of our day, how they wrote it was last hour of our day is usually wasted, about all the things that we have to do and the dread and all of the like, Mm non-wins that if at the within the last hour of your day if you write down your three wins from the day does not matter what area they're in and you create your wins for tomorrow you go to bed thinking of what you're going to accomplish rather than all the things you have to do so it's a mindset shift of oh these are this is what i'm going to accomplish tomorrow and you wake up more motivated and it's okay if you don't cross them off there's times where i'm like None of those three wins that I wrote down actually happened today, but I still found three more wins in that because life changes and shifts. But that was my second biggest takeaway was that little two minute exercise at the end of your day Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. can be implemented.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I remember the first part of that. I remember like the end of, you know, uh, just so, so thank you for reminding me the second step of that. (laughs) The first step was like, Hey, look, reviewing your day and what were your wins And what I'd like to know what your takeaway is on what a win is, because sometimes I get into the the feeling like it has to be this, a big thing, like something big that I crossed off, but the more I look into it and the more I listen to others talk about celebrating your wins, it doesn't have to be very big. I mean, if you're struggling, like some days I'm, I struggle, like, oh, I really don't want to, you know go for a walk after supper. I don't want to, you know, do this thing, this little thing. I don't want to do it. But if you did it, that's a win. I mean, Mm -hmm. you chose to, you know, do this thing, even though you didn't want to. So what is your take on a win?
1: I think a win can be something huge as, oh, I just made some business. For instance, I just made four sales today. Mm
0: -hmm. It could be
1: something big. Or it could be something of, I hit my water goal Mm -hmm. because depending on kind of like you mentioned, depending on how we are that day, it may be the most challenging thing to eat, eat a vegetable, drink your water and get some sunlight. And if you do those when you're battling, whatever it is, then those are wins. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be these big, profound, like milestones, Wins are meant to be these little tiny things that we celebrate along
0: the way as we hit that big milestone. And I That's think kind of how I see that. Yeah, I know. And I think it's really important to like people to like really understand it's just the little things because the little mm-hmm. things create big things. And I know that'll go into a habit here in a second, but <laughs> I do want to say, you know, the second part that you, you know, reignited is the looking ahead to tomorrow, the wins, and setting kind of an intention of how mm-hmm. you want tomorrow to go and i and i have a tendency to forget that part um and so how do you, you know do you have any suggestions on you know ways to help people look forward to tomorrow so
1: usually what i do i am a huge plan tomorrow today type of person it's a yeah. skill and a system that i've implemented even before business is before i go to bed i always sit down and i'm like either at the end of my work day or before bed i'm like what is happening tomorrow Mm -hmm. Oh, I have a client at 6 a.m. Okay. That means I need to get up at this time. Like I'm fully prepared for the day. Mm -hmm. If I don't, and I wake up and like, we're just on a whim day is not successful for me. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was first implementing plan tomorrow today. And then for those intentions, it was looking at the day and seeing what do I have time for, or what needs to happen that I've been putting off and it, for some it's pl- calling the stupid doctors and like s- scheduling the doctor's appointment that we've been dragging our feet on. For some it may be a 30 minute walk outside. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's going and organizing your email. So it's all when I make those intentions, I also make them um, based on what I have available. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like sometimes we get caught in setting these intentions of I'm going to do all of these things. And really you don't have time. You have time to go for a 30 minute walk. And that's the only time you have to yourself that day. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's kind of, I pair two things together. I pair that exercise with something I've been doing. Uh So I'm I'm not caught in the, oh, I set intentions that were not even going to be possible today, right? because then we just feel bad about ourselves. Whereas I'm like, those were possible. They just didn't happen.
0: Yeah. I chose three other things instead and that's okay. Yeah. I hope that answered yeah. your question. <laughs> yeah, it does. And, you know, what brings to mind for me is it's like, that's great. You know, like I I do look forward to tomorrow. Like I have, like my kids always ask them oh, what's going on tomorrow, you know, because I've trained them, you know, because I've trained myself, <laughs> but it's mostly for me, it's like the to do's, you know, if I've got, you know, meetings scheduled or certain things that need to be done, you know, yeah, those can be wins, but sometimes they just feel like my task to do list. But I think what I kind of gathered a little bit was an intention inside of that. So if it was, you know, Mm -hmm. say I, you know, had a meeting with somebody or whatever scheduled, it's like, okay, it's not just when I did that, how do I want to show up? You know, like, or Mm -hmm. if it was, if I wanted to have a conversation with one of the kids or my spouse, like how do I want that conversation to go? It's kind of a more of a intangible feeling type of win that like, oh, sets the tone for really how to make that task successful. You know, how do I wanna feel? And that's, I love that you said that because half the
1: time my wins were, I taught a great class today. Mm -hmm. Like no matter what I was gonna teach the class, but I I walked away feeling like I taught a great class. Mm -hmm. I walked away feeling this way. And to me, that was a win because that's not an all the time feeling. So it's those intangible things that you can feel. And in the book they mentioned, or he says no more than three because they're supposed to be your three power things and not that daunting to-do list. So it's kind of pairing a bunch of your systems that you have together, but Mm -hmm. then also looking forward to it rather than I got to call the doctor. Yes, I finally get to get that checked off, that sense of accomplishment that's coming rather than, oh, I got to go do that
0: thing. Well, sometimes all of our like, oh, I got to go do that thing starts wing gets really, 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 really heavy. And, and once we, you know, check it off, we're like, I'm free <sighs> <laughs> so take in a little bit to habits, because it kind of sounds like all of this kind of goes into these little micro habits that we can do on a daily basis
1: yeah so micro habits is something that I think I kind of coined between a few different other books that I've read mm-hmm. um and atomic habits I love so when I read when I listened to the summary like I said I'm only like on page 42 of the real like words well I can so say I started take-
0: it and I think it's still sitting on my shelf, maybe halfway I might have gotten through a couple like maybe three or four chapters but there's so much in there but yeah <laughs> there's
1: so much in there so one of the things that i'm loving about this is i think it's around in around chapter 2 it talks about thinking about who you want to become so that person so for instance let's use the word healthy so peggy you want to become a healthy person mm-hmm. well what does healthy mean to you what what type of actions do does a healthy person do in your mind So if you're like, okay, they drink their water, they work, they move 30 minutes a day, and this is different for everybody. Right. It's eat a vegetable, it's have protein. Mm -hmm. Okay, so instead of saying, well, I'm still not healthy, I'm still not healthy, take one of those actions that are going to make you a healthy person and just start doing one of them. And then once you start implementing those actions, because you know that's what creates that healthy person and will help you believe you're a healthy person, Rather than sometimes we start with the action in mind of I'm just going to drink more water and that's going to make me the healthy person, ah. but we still don't believe that we're the, we're going to be healthy when we do that. So it combines those really small daily actions with mm-hmm. who that person we want to be is, and we have to start with that person and figure out those habits based on that. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, kind of how- I mean I'm looking at that going okay. When somebody tells us that we need to drink 90 ounces of water, we take that. And to me, it's like a should, Mm -hmm. like I should do this to be healthy. Mm -hmm. And when I hear that, I, I, I don't know if it's just me, but like my resistance wall comes up, you know, it's like. Oh, I should do this. Well, no, I don't want to do that. I mean, it's just immediately I have like defensiveness and resistance to it. But you're saying in this, there is an exercise where you write out what your definition of healthy is. And in that definition, mine is drinking, you know, 90 to 100 ounces or up to a gallon of water a day, only because I know that helps me feel good. And so healthy to me is maintaining that water intake, but it's also moving my body every day. And that doesn't mean the same thing. It could be walking, it could be strength, it could be resistance, it could be, you know, hit stuff, it could just be like yoga and stretching, but just moving my body a little bit. So when I define it, so you're saying it as if you define it for yourself and you start making progress on that. If you take that water goal and you start, then you are becoming a healthy person.
1: Exactly. Same thing with me. I'm not a reader. I'm not a reader. Well, I'm a reader. Well, what does that mean? I need to pick up a book every day. That doesn't mean I'm going to sit there and read 20 minutes or 20 pages every day. That's the goal. But sometimes you open the book and it's just reading the first page of chapter three and (laughs) saying, I read the book. I I am practicing the skill of reading because it's so mm-hmm. easy with life to if we want to become something, letting mm-hmm. those little things of that doesn't add up. That doesn't add up. Yeah. Well, we've all seen ourselves gain weight in some aspect. <laughs> it may it doesn't happen overnight. It usually right. takes a few years for us to realize of oh, how did I get here? Mm -hmm. It's this gradual, so it works the same way. When we we go to something, it goes the same way when we wanna get better. It's this very small, small, gradual, on top, one stack on top of another, one foot in front of the other, very slow. And that's where we gotta pull those wins in because it's a slow process and we're just like,
0: I don't see anything. Well, really,
1: let's turn around and look. Really, what have you achieved?
0: Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah! It's like eye opening. When you right. were talking, and it just kind of comes to mind. I was listening to Tiffany Peterson. I don't, um, but she had this minimum target and optimal. So right. on, and so I've I've kind of forgotten some of the words that you know before, but then I got reintroduced to it, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's where I picked up a minimum of 10 minutes of movement. You know, when the days that I don't feel like it, I feel crappy. I don't want to do it a minimum of 10 minutes. My target might be anywhere from 20 to 30 minutes, but you know, it's, it's, you can do that for like any activity, right. Or any habit that we have, what's the minimum, what's the minimum standard here. And then what's our target? What are we really aiming for? And above that, wow. You know,
1: and i have a client that i'm working with we're talking about her step goals and she just gotten a booster today so she's like i'm just feeling awful can we change my step goal like absolutely like what do you think a good minimum is today Mm -hmm. she's like well i'm gonna take the dog for at least a walk so let's go for like four thousand steps i'm like awesome that's your absolute minimum if -hmm. you go over that your target is still your seven yeah. So that's always where we are, but let's make your minimum four. Mm-hmm. And if you even exceed that seven, even better. Yeah. But so yeah. often we get caught in not seeing that minimum and we're like, I missed the mark. I failed. No. Yeah. Set the minimum for your water, your steps and time of movement, how mm-hmm. many pages you're going
0: to read or how many minutes. Right. It's sometimes a minute. Yeah. Literally read for one minute. <laughs> I I I need to get that down to my minimum, you know, just <laughs> opening the book, reading a couple pages. That's it. You know mm-hmm. and and just so just because that creates consistency why is consistency important
1: consistency is usually where we consistency is an overall time of consistency consistency doesn't stop it's not we're done after 60 90 100 day, a whole year i was consistent for a whole year as soon as you stop being consistent Mm -hmm. It's super easy to revert back to our old old habits, our old ways of being the, an unhealthy version of ourselves, and non-reader, all those things that we just leaned into and we're being really great at. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we consistently will do things without knowing it. Like I drink water without having to think about it because I've been doing it for so long, Mm -hmm. but I can tell if we go do a weekend away and I don't have my preparation of, do we have water bottles? Do I have something to drink out of? I'm inconsistent with my water and I can feel it. I can see myself floating back. Mm -hmm. So consistency is important for one, to teach yourself that you can do the same thing over and over again. And we tend to not do it because it gets boring. Mm -hmm. It's boring. It's boring being consistent. Being consistent gets you results. Being consistent in anything will get you results. If you're in business and you're doing sales, if you're consistently showing up and talking to people and having conversations, you will make sales. If you consistently show up and you work on your nutrition, your water, and your exercise, you are going to see differences and you're going to feel better. Same thing in reading. If I consistently show up and pick up a book, I will consistently get through the book. If I don't, I will not get through the book and it will just sit where it is. It's a very, really, very real example there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's true, that's true and so consistency you know you 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 touched on it like it being boring and I and i that totally resonates with me because I can totally get bored with exercise routines you know you know somewhat I'm somewhat eating some of the same foods but not really um it depends but you don't have to you can change it up just a little bit right <laughs> like to make it non boring so oh, yeah. when I was just like, oh I want to get you know I had a I had a A goal for, you know, a gallon of water. Well, what does that look like when I have, you know, a, you know, 32 to 40 ounce thing. So I was like, well, you know, the gallon jugs of like milk or, you know, whatever they're kind of boring. Right. You know, they're just not. So I bought myself a cool looking water, you know, a gallon water jug. And it was like, great. Like, that was like more motivating to see that one, you know, just pour from that. That looked a little bit more intriguing. Get a different water bottle. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, just, I mean, when things get boring, we just tend to like ugh, slough it off. But then we need to be creative. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. So one of the things that you've used in our my coach app for accountability mm-hmm. is you get cheer. You get like confetti every day that you create your streak and you get to see the instant gratification of yeah. like the screen throwing confetti at you. So yeah. very easy. You could even create a sticker chart. Like you have a potty chart mm-hmm. for your kids. Yeah. Like every day you get to put a fun sticker on the board, like super fun that way. The other thing is when it comes to eating, I see a lot of people like I eat apples and carrots. And they're like, as soon as I'm bored with apples and carrots, I stop eating my fruits and vegetables. And I'm like, let's create a very long list of all of the fruits and vegetables we enjoy. Mm-hmm. And then when you get bored of carrots, pick something else on the list and get yourself bored of those and pick something else other than apples, because we forget that there's things out there. Yeah. we we get so stuck on the three favorite vegetables, the three types of protein, the three types of carbs, whatever we are, Mm -hmm. And we forget like, oh, I like broccoli. Oh, I kind of like lamb. I get like, we like these things that Mm -hmm. are different and it's having that variety, but still being consistent because as soon as we lose that variety and that funness, we're going to say, and that excitement, yeah, Yeah. we revert back to our old old habits of eating out, eating things that are frozen and processed. Like it's natural or not moving our body. When workouts get boring, we just decide, no, I'm just not going to do anything.
0: I don't feel like going on a walk today. So, oh, I guess I don't have to exercise today. You know, there's so many choices out there, right? And so we have to be open to like, oh yeah, there's more than just carrots for vegetables. You know, Mm -hmm. there's more than one way to cook a carrot or eat a carrot too so you I mean that is is one of the things we kind of forget we get not we get in this monotone like stream of what we think something is and it just takes my kids coming home well mom I cook zucchini in the air fryer oh that sounds good that sounds really good so yeah guess what it's really good and it doesn't (laughs) Seem to take so long as to throw it in the oven and do the same thing. Yeah. You know? so, <laughs> I mean, so there's different ways and we have to, we have these beings that we're, we, we don't want. We don't like being bored. So we do have to be creative, right? And there's so many different ways to be creative. And there's so many different yeah, recipes, workouts. Yeah. So many different things. So, wow, we've covered a lot. Is there anything else that you want to... Just out from, you know, your experience, anything more from the books that you've read? I don't know. I think the biggest
1: thing is if you're unsure about a book, listen to the summary on a free app to really just get an idea. Cause I really don't think your inside summary of anything gives you a real insight, mm-hmm. like get something that's at least 30 minutes long. They give you the key takeaways and maybe that's all you need and be like, no, that's what I got from that book. That's what was perfect. Right. Or maybe it's exactly what I did with this is like getting those summaries and really just getting a sense of like, is this something I want to listen to? Is it something that I think I'll find value in?
0: Mm-hmm. And then
1: if you have not read it, I know it was pushed at me for three years before I picked it up. If you have a friend that has it, borrow it. If you don't want to invest in it yet, it is phenomenal to also have a hard copy mm-hmm. because there's exercises in it. Finding books that actually have implementation rather than just consuming, I have found has been like the game changer for me actually doing something with it rather than just consuming all the time.
0: Yeah. So both Atomic Havocs and The Gap and the Gain have a ton of exercises in them to do and just questions. So yes, it'll probably take a little bit longer to get those books read because you're just not consuming it and like flipping pages, like, a you know, a thriller book or something. So, but they are so valuable. And even if you can just take, you know, one or two things out, just the first two pages, like you said, you know, the difference between looking at things is like, oh, so much left to do versus how far I've come can really be a game changer for your mind.
1: Absolutely. I love I'd love to know if we still got time, what was, out of the Atomic Habits, a little bit that you've read, what was Mm -hmm. your takeaway? Um, Because it sounds like you're about just as far as I am. Did you have anything else that kind of came up?
0: You know, I haven't looked at it for a little while, but I do think that it's just that consistency of doing something Mm -hmm. just over and over, you know, again, just a little thing. And it just shifts your brain. Mm -hmm. And so the atomic habits, there's so many, there's so many different things in there that you can do. There's so many exercises and yeah. so many different changes that just pick one. Okay. Right? Just pick one. Just one. Just one. Just, just one. one. Just just one. one. <laughs> and try it. And <laughs> try it for a while. So awesome. Thank you so much. Where can people find out more about you, find out more about your programs, your upcoming, uh, you know, your monthly accountabilities or your, your holiday program? So probably the
1: best way is to jump into my free Facebook group. uh, for Busy Moms, Fitness, Nutrition, Mindset and Accountability. Mm-hmm. It says for Busy Moms, but like I'm, like Peggy mentioned above, I help busy professional women who just struggle with the time management, time for themselves and trying to do it all and feel their best because there's a balance that goes into all of that. Um, mm-hmm. So in that group is where I promote. I also have a website that on there, you can get more details on everything. And I believe I shared that with you. Yep. Um, so. show well, knows. This, Perfect. So yep, website and Facebook group are gonna be the best. And when you jump in, I always send a welcome message. So when I reach out to you, say that's your opportunity to say, I wanted to talk about this thing mm-hmm. and we'll have a conversation. We'll see if something's a good fit for you. And if not, the free Facebook group is a container to come every single week at noon, Thursdays, Eastern Standard Time, and to learn on something that you can actually walk away implementing. So it's a free resource that's out there for anybody who would like to
0: join. Well, there you go. You can, everybody can start their consistent little habit of going to Morgan's group on Thursdays at noon Eastern time and get a tidbit that they can walk away with and implement for the next week. Well, thank you so much for joining me today. Appreciate it. Go check out Morgan Ekovich and her Get Fit With Me program and her Facebook group, which I will put in the show notes. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I hope you found some value insights and something that resonated with you in today's show. If today's show spoke to you, would you please share it with a friend and go over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you are listening from and subscribe to the show so that you can be the first to know when new content and episodes go live while you're there. Would you please give it some love? Please like it, comment on it and leave a five-star rating and review. Thank you so much in advance for taking two minutes of your time to do this. Your likes, comments, and reviews really help get the word out to more people who need to hear there are positive solutions for their life. I would love to connect with you. You can find me on social media, Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, whichever is your favorite platform. And let's have a conversation about today's show. Thanks for listening and have a great week.